welcome 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 back to jesus in my 20s podcast thank you so much for joining again for another episode i believe that it's now by coincidence that god has led you to be here today so god bless you for joining and i encourage you to send this podcast to someone who is growing in their faith as we all are we are all trying to learn you know getting so much more knowledge about our our lord jesus christ so it's an honor and a privilege to host this um, podcast my name is pacific mugawo i am your fellow sister who is also passionate about the lord and this week is going to be amazing i believe there's going to be so many beautiful messages that god is beginning to give us to be transformed and to be conformed to the image of jesus christ the title for this episode is hallelujah i am so excited this is good news guys this is good news this is why i'm filled with joy so the episode title is god is ready to forgive this is episode 18 we're going to talk about god's forgiveness which is so different from anything you've ever known from anything you've ever tasted in life and i want to begin just by you know, giving a reason for forgiveness, you know, you forgive because you have been wronged, right? And that's the case um, with God's forgiveness as well. We receive it because we have wronged God in terms of our sin. And for most people in this generation, in our society, sin has become very normal, you know, like the lines between good and bad have really gotten blurred. So it's not easy to figure out what's good, what's bad, if you're basing it on in society a lot of things are you know permissible you are allowed to do so many things in this world that if you base your choice of good and bad based on the society you are going to think you are a saint in the eyes of society but we're talking about you know in the eyes of God and this is what matters most because if it's not if, if God hadn't set this standard for us between good and bad humanity we would have paid from the beginning you know so in God's rich mercy he actually wrote what is good and what is bad on our consciousness in his word he says that he has written the law on our minds and on our hearts that even when you sin no one has to tell you you yourself you know that you have done something wrong and sin is a big deal because we're talking about creator of heaven and earth everything that you see on earth with your physical eyes god has created and he is a holy being holy set apart pure blameless i mean no sin in him whatsoever so he sets the standard because he has no sin or iniquity in him and us as human beings we are held responsible for you know going against the law that god has set and if you look in society we have different laws that you know that protect the welfare of your neighbor of your co-worker of different people right you know you know you're not supposed to steal you're not supposed to kill you're not supposed to do this and this and that and those are mainly sins that for for um protect society but let's talk about sins that are actually about you 
maybe those sins that no one sees maybe you insult someone in your mind maybe you insult you know your boss maybe you gossip maybe you're in your room in the darkness of your room you're committing different sins how about those how are you held responsible and accountable for the sins that you do that no one is going to see these are not outward actions this is about your heart and the things you may meditate on the things you may see the, the things you may think the things that you do that no one gets to see do you really believe that no one gets to see it and no one you know no one is going to hold you accountable for the choices that you're making on a daily basis it cannot happen like that if in society you cannot exist without being held accountable to live as a good citizen then you must believe that you also will be held accountable for the choices that society doesn't get to make you accountable for i'm talking about those things that you do in the privacy of your own room the privacy of your own conversations what goes on inside of you God holds you accountable for that. His word says that he searches the minds and the hearts of people. His word says that he has seven eyes that range to and fro throughout the earth. He sees what is unseen. He sees what is hidden deep inside your heart. And yes, we will be judged for the sins that we commit. Every single person will be held accountable for the things that we have done. But the good news that I want to present you today is that we are not hopeless. We know that the judgment for sin is severe, you know, based on God's law. But in his rich mercy, in his love, he is ready to forgive you. He's ready to set you free. And I remember reading this story in Zechariah chapter 3 verse um 1 to 5. and i was so amazed because I, i i heard it randomly in a sermon and i went to read it and i was like wow i've never heard of this before this is crazy so it's the story of a high priest called Joshua he existed in Israel and he was actually one the high priest that was responsible for rebuilding the temple along Zerubbabel And this is what it says in Zechariah chapter 3 verse 1 to 5. It says, then he showed me Joshua. This is an angel of the Lord showing Zechariah Joshua, the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right side to accuse him. So this is an imagery of Joshua the high priest he's standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan is standing right by his side. to accuse him the lord said to satan the lord rebuke you satan the lord who has chosen jerusalem rebuke you is not this man a burning stick snatched from the fire so our lord was rebuking satan for accusing joshua and it says now joshua was dressed in filthy clothes as he stood before the angel the angel said to those who were standing before him take off his filthy clothes so joshua was you know wearing very filthy clothes standing before the lord and he said to joshua see i have a, i have taken away your sin and i'll put fine garments on you then i said put a clean on his head put a clean turban on his head so they put a clean turban on his head and clothed him while the angel of the lord stood by and when you read this you may wonder like what does it mean that he was wearing filthy clothes what does it mean that his clothes were changed and this is an imagery of what happens when we sin 
we look filthy when we sin because we are created in the image of God. He is holy, set apart and blameless. So when we when we follow the way of sin, it's like making ourselves dirty. But this is such a beautiful picture of what happens when we allow the Lord to take care of us. God removes the filthy clothes from him and he says I have taken away your sin and he puts fine garments on him you know it says that our sins were as red as scarlet then God wiped it that it became as white as snow this is the forgiveness of God my brothers and sisters it's the type of forgiveness that brings you from filthiness to cleanliness that brings you from being accused by Satan to being redeemed by the Lord. This is what God does with your life. Allow him. Oh my God, you know, the blood of Jesus is able to cleanse even the dirtiest of the dirtiest of the dirtiest. I have heard crazy stories of people who were in drugs, people who were involved in sex, people who were involved in uh, alcoholism, on weed addictions, witchcraft. I've heard of a voodoo priest who was cleansed by the Lord. Even my own story, you guys know it. God is able. He will take away your filthy clothes and give you fine and white garments without spot. And when we look at this chapter, we realize that anytime you sin, being deceived by the devil, because he will entice you to sin and then you fall into sin. And guess who goes behind your back to accuse you in front of the Lord? Him. He will accuse you. But God's rich mercy will not allow you to fall down and to be accused by the devil and to be made like you have no defender. God comes at your defense and he removes what made you dirty and he brings you into a new identity. I mean, remember Isaiah when he appeared before the Lord, he said, wow, I'm so filthy. I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell among a people of unclean lips. And what did God do? He sent his angel to touch his lips with a coal of fire, to cleanse him God is able to cleanse you allow him and you may be wondering like how do I access the forgiveness of God and the forgiveness of God comes from a heart that is broken you know where you say oh wow God I have sinned against you please forgive me please cleanse me please make me new you know there is a verse that says that godly sorrow leads us to repentance and repentance gives us life because through the blood of Jesus Christ you are able to tap into an identity as a son and a daughter that is made available for you you were destined to die we were all destined to die because of our sins but God sent his only begotten son so that we could be made new so that we could be forgiven of our sins every sin that we've ever committed was laid upon Jesus Christ your punishment my punishment for the sins that we have committed has been taken away Jesus Christ carried 
each of our sins. And no, we did not deserve that type of love. It says that while we were still sinners, he died for us. So it's like you're living in prison when you have already been declared free. Your bail has been paid. Your debt has been paid. It has been canceled. The chains have been broken off of you. And it's like they're telling you, walk out of your cell. Come out. Come out and see the light. Taste your freedom. But you're still living under bondage. Maybe because you're not aware that you're not supposed to be living mastered by sin. God's forgiveness, God's love for you has set you free. Accept it, receive it, and walk in that identity as a son, as a daughter of the living God. And yes, you deserve it. You may be thinking that maybe I've committed the worst of sins, but the word of God says that where sin abounds, grace abounds even more. Even when you think you have done the the most terrible things, there's so much grace available for you. You know, small sin, small grace. Big sin, big grace. Think about it that way. If you think you're the dirtiest of the dirtiest, allow God to cleanse you. He's able. And one day I was reading this verse in 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 11 to 13. It says, So the Lord said to Solomon, since this is your attitude and you have not kept my covenant and my decrees which I commanded you, I will most certainly tear the kingdom away from you and give it to one of your subordinates. Nevertheless, for the sake of David your father, I will not do it during your lifetime. I will tear it out of I will tear it out out of the hand of your son, yet I will not tear the whole kingdom from him, but will give him one tribe for the sake of David my servant and for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen. You know, Solomon had sinned against the Lord. He had many wives who had led him away to go worship other uh, other gods and idols, and God was not happy with him. So he told him, I, w- I would I would tear the kingdom away from you, but I will not wipe out your bloodline. I will give it to one of your sons for the sake of David, your father. And it says that he did it for the sake of David, my servant. And when I was reading this, Holy Spirit just opened my eyes. You know, David was not an innocent man. David sinned against God. He married he married another man's wife and killed that husband, had sex with that wife while she was still married to the husband, had a kid outside of you know marriage and all those things. But when David realized that he had grieved the, God's heart, he, he repented. He wore sackcloth and, and wept and asked God for forgiveness. And the reason why I mentioned this verse is to show you this one thing the Holy Spirit drew my attention on. Once David asked God for forgiveness, God wiped out that sin and it was like it never happened. When he talks about David in this verse, God never brings up that, oh yeah, your father David slept with another man's wife. Even when we read scripture, David is described as a man after God's heart. And I always wondered, like, God, how come? How come with all the things I have, he has done? And in that moment, I was instantly convicted. You were thinking with a human brain. A human brain remembers sins. A human brain remembers what people have done wrong, even when they've asked for forgiveness. But God says, when I forgive you, I do not remember your sins. I wipe them clean. 
everything gone that when i describe you in this moment in this present moment i will not describe you based on your mistakes based on the sins you've committed i have forgiven you completely entirely you're brand new in my sight it's like you've never even done it so when when you think about your own life where god has taken you from and who you are today don't even think about the the, the past you know there is a word of god that i really love in isaiah 43:19 that says forget the former things i am doing a new thing god is always asking us look ahead forget who you were before forget your past mistakes and the regrets i am not holding on to that why are you i've already canceled your punishment i've already wiped away all the sins i've closed you in new garments have given you a new identity you are saved you are set free you are sanctified receive and i i really think like this made so much sense to me because i remember when you know i had repented and asked for god's forgiveness i used to come into his presence and i was like lord you are so different from anything i've ever known before because based on the sins i've committed against you i would expect some type of like i don't trust you because you know you've done this in the past but like why did you make these decisions but every time i would go into the presence of the lord i always felt so welcomed so loved so cared for and i always felt like god was calling me higher 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 and it was like it was as if he was telling me like what i want to do with your life does not depend on the mistakes you've made i've forgiven you i have forgotten about it let's move forward and that's who god is and receive god's forgiveness receive his perfect amazing beautiful forgiveness receive a new life that god promises you run to him repent and repent means that you've gotten to the point where you know that life in god is way better than the sin that you're committing today it's when you humble yourself and you say god i need you and i don't need this sin set me free help me to receive the gift of salvation that has already been paid for and in Hebrews chapter 8 verse 12 it says God says for I will forgive their wickedness and I will remember their sins no more this is your word my brother my sister you who struggles to forgive yourself you who lives with regrets you know looking in the past receive God's forgiveness he doesn't remember your sins he has forgiven you freely and richly move forward and become the daughter the son that God has created no there is no sin that God cannot forgive that you have committed humble yourself and God will cleanse you he will wipe your sins as far as the east is from the west that's what his word says and instead of you getting death and punishment for your sins he will give you life in abundance and that life won't be connected to your shortcomings nothing is impossible with god a life that was once dirty he makes clean and he uses you as that imagery in the verse in zechariah chapter 3 that we read earlier think about it in terms of your life where you see weaknesses where you see sins where you see filthiness imagine that god is removing that and clothing you in white in purity in being blameless and jesus christ is the solution that you need today and every day of your life whenever you fall ask him to help you to go up again to be strong to walk steadfastly to have faith in god 
And the more you learn about God, the more you receive his love and his forgiveness, sin will begin to fall off of you. And, you know, repentance is an ongoing journey. It doesn't just happen when you are receiving salvation. Even in our Christian journey, when we look at the book of Revelation, we see that Jesus was telling the church to repent. Even us as believers, we are going to be repenting. There are many things that God is transforming and changing about your life. Get to the point where you say, God, I trust you with every decision, with every desire that I have in my life. Cleanse me, purify me, because my brother, my sister, the goal is for us to become like Christ. So don't compare yourself to society's standards. Compare yourself to Christ. And as long as that gap is still there, there is work that God is doing in your life. And he loves you. He wants to forgive you. His forgiveness is amazing. It is perfect. And it is what we need every day of our lives. So we thank him for being such a beautiful father to us loving father one who forgives freely and the word of the lord says that we must forgive just as our father in heaven has forgiven us so this message of perfect forgiveness that god gives us let's also extend it to other people god bless you so so much i pray that your heart will be broken before the lord that you ask for his forgiveness so that you may be made pure in the image of jesus christ this is jesus in my 20s podcast with your host pacific mugawo